Well, here we go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. My name is Eddie Cohn, host, creator of the Spiritual Spiral. I am thrilled to welcome Fee Berkeley, Felicia Berkeley to the show, to the podcast, also known as Goddess Adorned on Instagram. Also, you can find her at Sacred Twerks on Instagram. The timing to speak to her really was fantastic. And I'm, I'm going to, a quick intro here today, and then we'll obviously get into the conversation with Fee Berkeley. You know, um, by the way, if, if you dig the show, you know it's really helpful. If you head over to iTunes, give it a review, ideally a five-star review, and share it with your friends. I've got like over 100 episodes where I'm talking about the complexity of social media, the complexity of life, being an artist in this world of tech where, of course, technology can certainly make our lives more convenient and helpful. It's complicated because I feel like as human beings, we're so easily manipulated, not in necessarily a bad way, but our attention can be so easily drawn to the dopamine and the likes and the world of tech and social media. And if we're not careful, and this will connect to Felicia or Fee Berkeley, if we're not careful, you know, our soul is going to unravel. And one of my friends that I had on the show, he, he, he referred to social media as this soul sucker. And I sort of refer to it as this toxic waste dump. You know, if, if you think about it, human beings are these very complex, sensitive, energetic beings. And instead of getting in touch with the energy, the force field of energy that we possess, we're becoming more attracted and interested in the force field of energy that comes from our cell phones, which, you know, I'm laughing about it, but I find it to be a tragedy in America right now, probably the whole world, but I'll just speak for America. We are more drawn to the energy that is emanating from our cell phones than from human beings. And that's sort of a huge part of why I'm concerned about COVID-19 and these stay-at-home orders, because we're actually becoming more addicted to tech. We're becoming more comfortable staying home. We're becoming more addicted to technology and these sort of artificial conversations that we're having through FaceTime and through Zoom and the souls that we all possess are slowly getting pushed further and further into the vortex of our beings. And I'm, I'm concerned. And I think I thought of Felicia while I was riding my bike a couple weeks ago down and I don't want to tell the story now because we talk about it in the episode, but just I was thinking about the energy of human beings. And, and, I, and I'm sensitive, and I certainly pick you. You've been in a bar before. You've, you've been out, and somebody walks by you, and they kind of have weird energy. And I almost feel like we're becoming so addicted to our cell phones that we're losing that awareness of other human beings' energy. And sometimes I wonder if that's why we sort of get into these challenging circumstances sometimes, because we're losing that ability to, you know, that that sort of that sense inside of our mind or our body where like hunch, those hunches that we have, those instincts that we have, I think we all have them, 
but I think they're sort of losing their way because of technology. And so I thought of Felicia because, A, the minute you speak to her or see her, she's just amazing energy. And she always, and I, and I find myself to be pretty sensitive and aware of other people's energy. And, and I met her at Yoga Works. And whenever I saw her, she just instantly made me feel more alive and more energetic. And so, you know, she sort of facetiously said this, but maybe it wasn't really facetious because I got the sense she was serious. She wants to be a soul doctor. You know, she's, she's a Reiki healer. She's studying acupuncture and is doing acupuncture now. And she's studying Chinese medicine and herbal medicine, and she wants to be a soul doctor. And I think all these modalities that we unfortunately aren't really able to do right now because of COVID-19, acupuncture and Reiki, I mean, these are real healing mechanisms. And I go to acupuncture, at least I used to all the time, and it helped me immensely with anxiety, stomach problems, knee problems. So to me... I think Felicia and that type of healing that people like Felicia can offer is so valuable. I think some people are just sort of born with that ability to heal with energy, with their voice, with acupuncture, with Reiki. And and to me, Felicia just embodies all of that. So I felt in this sort of very cumbersome and troublesome time right now, it felt appropriate to reach out to Fee or Felicia. I know her as Felicia, but she's also known as Fee. I just felt it was appropriate to reach out to her and have her on the show. And she mentions this interesting concept about the yin and the yang and something that I've been struggling with is, is the world good or is the world bad? And so we, we dive into this. We talk about energy, human beings, social media, and and I, I'm positive once you're done hearing the conversation that you're just going to feel more aware, more energized, and more curious about diving a little deeper into some of the intrinsic qualities of yourselves, which I think is one of the goals of my podcast, is to try and remind people that there's more to life than likes, followers, social media. I mean, I have, I have spent the last like month writing and and I'm so creative right now and, and I this this energy that I'm feeling right now around creativity I have no idea where it's coming from I mean I'm sure it's a combination of the world society being at home a lot but but I am riding this wave of energy this creative energy and I think we're all capable of getting on board that wave of positive creative energy so Anyway, I, I, I'm positive you're going to dig the conversation that I had with Felicia. Again, she can be found on Instagram at Goddess Adorned, also Sacred Twerks. And if you dig the show, as I said, head over to iTunes, give it a review, a five star. You can find me on Instagram at Eddie Cohn or Twitter at Eddie Cohn. Head over to my website, IamEddieCohn.com and get on board the newsletter because I have lots of music going on that I'm hoping to release in the next like six to 12 months. I've got about six songs, seven songs that are almost finished. Um, I got a book that I finished that I'm trying to get published. I'm writing newsletters now about the podcast. So head over to my website, get on board there. And that's it. So as always, thank you so much for listening, supporting, being a part 
of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Oh yeah, and again, thank you to Fee Berkeley. Thanks so much, Fee, for taking the time to talk to me on the show. I loved seeing you and speaking to you. And yeah, that's it. Thanks so much, guys. Hope you dig the show. First of all, it's great seeing you. I love that you're driving. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I was thinking about you. So I was riding my bike down um, the boardwalk, um, the beach. And I was, and this was like when the whole, like five days after, this was in the midst of the George Floyd in Minneapolis and the protesting and, and LA was just kind of nuts, uh, just like 10 days ago. And I was thinking about energy and that's so much about like what Reiki's about. But then I was picking up on my own sort of vibe. Like I was biking by tons of people, different multi, different racial backgrounds. And I was just thinking we all have energy that I think we have and that we pick up on when we like instantly when I meet you, I, I, get certain energy and I and I'm wondering if it's like biases or or where that energy comes from are people even aware of it and then like I'll, I I even remember like looking at somebody and I just got like a weird energy from them mm-hmm. and then I I was bike ride and he didn't he didn't even say anything like he didn't even it just it was just a, this strange energy that I got when, when I rode my bike by him and then these other people just I had like positive vibes from them and, and again we didn't even talk and a lot of them maybe the, a lot of them we, they maybe even didn't even see me but just what, what's your vibe with with energy is it it's obviously a real thing but just sort of talk to me about it man it's a real thing and you know i feel like we pick up more on vibes than what we give ourselves credit for you know it's not until we like stop and realize wow i'm I'm feeling a lot more than what's being said here. Yeah. Where's that coming from, you know? And it just makes me, um, like, give wonder to our body and the, the mechanism that it is and the fact that we are radio emitters. You know, we emit this this field that has feelers just as sensitive as on our skin. You know, and so it allows us to to feel other people's field. Yeah. And so when we come into contact with them, we're feeling um, sometimes their emotions. We're feeling so much more than just what they're giving us on the outside. It it makes me realize um, the power of body language. Yeah. And how we say that within the first few seconds, we can already decipher how a person is feeling or or what they may say just by looking at how they're standing, you know, how they're how they're just sitting, how they're um, directed towards us or away from us. There's so much more <laughs> uh, information that is exchanged than just words. Yeah. So I feel like when it comes to our work field. We're not really taught about it. We're not really taught what that is. And, and what I've learned to realize is all of the physical diseases that we feel, they start on the outside of our body. That really um, 
shows us how important it is to not only take care of the inside of our body, but but our feel, the outside of our body, the the the, the circumference that we can't really see. And, um, and then I'm so that's where Reiki comes in. Well, I'm kind of thinking here because you even talked about like body language, and you know part of the reason why developed my podcast and it was it was something that I think I realized a year and a half ago or two years it felt like the world wants us to spend more time on our phones more time yeah. in technology and and I I feel more illuminated when I'm around people you know and and I think to myself as a reiki artist I'll even call you an artist how can you navigate sort of this world right now where obviously you need look clearly you and i have an energy right now through facetime and and i'm not um trying to nullify that but it would be a completely different experience and i think probably a more wholesome experience if we were in the same room having this conversation so again i how do you sort of navigate this very strange time when it feels like now we have no choice. We have to use technology. Yeah. I think it just goes to show how adaptable we are as human beings. The power of adaptability, the power of accepting change, the power of surrender and creating um, a newness, like a new way of doing things. So, you know, I think that everyone pretty much not everyone, but a lot of people prefer that in-person contact because it's more visceral. You know, even though we know that energy still coexists between two people, regardless if they're in the same room, being in the same room with someone is so much more powerful. You know, you could just play off of each other so much more. And so it's like, yeah, we prefer that, but now I feel like we're given an opportunity to uh, be a little uncomfortable. You know, how do we adapt in discomfort? How do we um, get back to our center when things are kind of shaken up a little bit? You may hear like in, in kind of the lingo in the spiritual world, dark night of the soul, where things really change on a huge level usually very quickly and unexpectedly. And it's like your whole foundation really is rocked and you're forced to build anew. And, you know, people talk about, oh, I, that was that part of my life was that for me and this and this. So I feel like as a collective, we're all going through the dark night of the soul. Yeah. <laughs> we're all being transformed. We're all like being asked to... Um, to embrace and do things anew like we've never done before. So for each person, I feel like it's very different. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking as you're saying this? You're talking about, you know, we're being forced to sort of navigate this shift. And, and then you even mentioned that, you know, we prefer face-to-face. But, I, I mean, I don't want this to sound pessimistic, but sometimes I don't even know if people know what they want. And I almost feel like 
the world and, and the media and, and Facebook, it's, it's sort of like they're navigating people's wants and desires in this sort of strange way. Like, I, you know, I think why I resonate with you, you seem to be in control of your own destiny. And I realize we can only control so much. But I feel like you really sort of understand that it's a it's a process and it's a journey. And I don't know. Talk to me about like the way you sort of navigate your day to day. But then also it seems like you have a bigger picture kind of going on. Yeah, you're making me crack up because it's like, yeah, you're really surrendering. And I'm like, my Capricorn control is like, no. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But really what I found is surrender and letting go is the name of the game. Yeah. Like how adaptable can you be? How flexible? Um, how strong can you be as in like rooted in your foundation and who you are? But just like a tree trunk, the branches, you know, they up there doing their thing, yeah. you know, but that, those roots though. You know, and me being an air sign, my propensity is to be like this, you mm. know. So <laughs> my journey of um, really becoming a woman, and I'm 31, so I feel like I'm just now getting into that energy. But becoming a woman and becoming adult, I've had to find how to ground myself. And I felt that once I know who I am, and um, my phrase is know how I serve. It helps me realize that, yo, I'm guided. I'm being directed. I'm not alone at this. So it helps me realize that, yo, when I'm being asked to be adaptable or flexible, when I can let go and trust hmm. and surrender, which is the hardest thing sometimes, the hardest thing. When you do have a vision, right, like you said, because I do feel like I have the calling to step into my purpose. Um, but it's like, how much can you step in and let go at the same time? Yeah, well, it's weird. Like, you always seem to, you have this radiating smile and energy where no matter what mood I'm in, I'm instantly uplifted. And is, is this something that, I'm sure people tell you this, but at what point, and I also, I guess my question is though, is that ever like a hindrance or sort of a, um, I'm suddenly forgetting the word, like a crutch because it, like, I think people could forget that you're having a bad day or you had a bad week or I don't know, just talk to me about that. Yo, I, for the most part, feel like it is a blessing for sure. Okay, cool. um, my name Felicia means happiness. And I really believe that whatever your name, that vibration really speaks through your life. So I feel like that spirit living through me is my energy. You know, you can't control it. It really is your divine essence. Um, and I also feel like it's part of your path to learn and unlearn. So I've had to unlearn that I don't have to be happy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have to be okay all the time. You know, I do not have to hold others up when I can't hold myself up. Yeah. And 
I'm still learning that today. You know, it the lessons, um, blessings, lessons. You know, they they always continue. You know, they're always going to be there, but it will get to a place where it's more loving. It's 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 easier. It's more graceful of a lesson. It's not that wham. You know, I fully believe that um, through cultivation, through acknowledging and like loving yourself, that those lessons will get less hurtful along the way. Yeah. And then when they are hurtful, you can accept it and know that it it's, was for a reason. So I've had to accept that um, there's lots of reasons why <laughs> I have this this light, light essence, but um, I've had to learn how to find the truth that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Was it challenged? Because you're in Oklahoma now, right? <laughs> Yeah. Was that something that you had to do or because of everything that's going on? Or like, I mean, I don't know what you can tell me, but because uh, <laughs> I know you're out here. I know you're out here in L.A. And um, but I, now you're back. I guess you're from you're from Oklahoma. Yeah. Is this I'm from Oklahoma? What, I mean, I think you want to come back here. But was it a, was the, was the coronavirus or why did you go back home? Yeah, you know, it was a mixture of all of those things. Um so I've lived in L.A. for five years now, really established a home, a foundation. I yeah. go to school there. I love L.A. I try and visit two times a year. So I was there in December, and my brother had a baby in March. Okay. So, you know, starting in December, I'm like, well, I'm going to be back for the baby in March. You know, I'll be back. I'll be back. And then Corona hits, and I get into this automatic I need to be home. Yeah. I need to be home. I need to know. I need to make sure they're okay. You know, this pandemic, panic hmm. came in. And um, I really, I prayed for, like, I have never prayed as much <laughs> as during that time because my family is big for me, very important to me. And, you know, when family is potentially not okay, and we don't really know what's happening. Uh, you want to be there. So I had to pray and ask for guidance and timing. Part of the surrender. Yeah. You know, like I knew when the timing was, was okay. Like when the timing was needed, I would know. Um, so I kind of just wrote it out. And it was good because I found my grounding. I was able to center myself and realize that my family is okay. I'm okay. We're safe. Um, they weren't in a super panic in which I was so grateful for. Uh, we all kind of took this pandemic in a way that I can only be grateful for because I didn't have to really worry about their mindset or their state during this time. And I feel like a lot of us really lost <laughs> that safety and groundedness. It's funny how when you're in, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself here because you, you seem so much more together than I am in these moments of crisis. But it's funny, like in those moments, like the first week out here of the pandemic and like going to Trader Joe's, I mean, it was it was fucking awful. I, I mean, like I thought, like, is this insane? And I was like, my, my, 
my anxiety levels went so through the roof just being in line at Trader Joe's. Yes. It's like, I, I, I don't know. You, you just you make me feel like you, you, it was just like no big deal. But for me, I just know that I wanted to, I just wanted to like scream. And when I walked into Trader Joe's, I would get into like mental fights with people. I wouldn't say anything, but I'm like, this is fucking insane. What's going on here? <laughs> So uh... no, I remember being at Trader Joe's like it was a Friday. I'll never forget that Friday. I feel like everybody at the same time realized that we needed to stock up on food. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I like leisurely walk into Trader Joe's and the line is to the <laughs> back of the store. Yes. <laughs> and everyone is just like calmly looking terrified and confused. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was me. I have to. I'm I'm curious. Like, do you? Th- I get the sense. Like, I read tons from the New York Times to like. Um, I'll, I read Fox. I read CNN. I read like. Uh, of course, I just saw the Dave Chappelle special that just came out on YouTube, um, and. I don't know if the world is like going to the shit or if like the media just wants us to think it is. And it's actually not that bad. Although, I mean, I would be remiss to say that there's people out there that just aren't nice, for lack of a better, more lofty word. And um, I don't know. How do you like, do you. Because, again, I, I know that you you have this energy about you where you see the bright side. And I and it feels like you have faith. And I guess maybe I don't have that sometimes. So I, I guess I struggle with, is the world, you know, is there more evil? Is there more good? Is it ebb and flow? Or, you know, sort of how do you, I mean, this isn't really even a question, but how do you sort of, like, what's your stance or how do you navigate this sometimes seemingly chaotic world that we seem to live in? Or is it even this bad? I, I don't know. I mean, really. <laughs> I know what the hell's going on, Felicia. You're my therapist today. <laughs> right now because we already had those questions within but it wasn't always something that we just like you know couch chit chatted about right so now that it's like wow what's going on it's becoming bigger in us the question is becoming bigger and i am so happy that that's happening because that right there was a catalyst to so much for me um asking those questions like looking into the critical thinking, which to me, critical thinking is asking the question and finding your own answer for yourself through experience. So what I feel like is happening now is um, we're seeing the yin and the yang. Yeah. And I'm going to take it to TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, because they explain those type of things so beautifully, so simply. So we know the concept of yin and yang. There's the light, there's the dark, but they're actually intertwined. There's no one without the other. And there is the light inside of the dark 
and then there's the dark inside of the light with the little balls. Mm -hmm. So there can't be one without the other. Um, what we can understand is that <laughs> moralistically, we've created this separation. And what's happening is that we are actually seeing both sides of it now. We're seeing that um, there are things that we think are good. There are things that we think are bad. And now we're finding the middle ground of what is the truth. And I think that we really are shown what we should believe, who we should follow, what we should read, what we should allow for us to think critically about. And now that we're seeing things that we believed in fall, we're like, holy shit, what can I believe? Right. What can I believe? Who's telling the truth? Who, you know, have I been wrong? Have I been wrong for a lot longer than I could imagine? Um, have the people that I believe in been wrong? Have I been led astray? I feel like those are really questions that we're asking that should be asked. But I also realize that cognitive dissonance mm. is a real thing. Yeah. And when we are threatened um, moralistically, ethically, uh, more, uh, our mortality is being threatened, it really puts people on a high alert. We're also learning how to get rid of the old information without feeling like we're taking a piece of our soul with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's. It, we have to learn how to um, be okay with being wrong and being okay with like having that moment where our foundation is reassimilated. I love developmental psychology because it really tells the importance and it's hot of our of our youth, our first one to seven years. Um, and traditional Chinese medicine also goes into how important embryo is. Um, and how we bring whatever our embryo setting was into our, our beliefs. So we need to realize that we come in with uh, core beliefs and then we're programmed from one to seven. We're programmed by our culture, we're programmed by our schools, our teachers, our families. That is, creates our belief systems, how much we can communicate, how much do we critically think, how much do we question and find our own answers. How much do we believe authority, um, you know, and it goes very deep in how we kind of take these genius level children yeah. and we dumb them down to our school systems and institutionalizations um, to really make us sheep like hmm. and um, as all of those systems are falling in and being questioned we're getting back to our core beliefs and looking at our parents like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> now I see why you are the way that you are and why I am the way I am. And, oh, it's not actually who I am. Wait, let me find who I truly am. astrology because there's seasons and cycles in nature and astrology is one of the oldest sciences and it is the measurement of the stars in relation to us 
and um, just like how the moon affects the cycle of every woman on the earth, mm-hmm. honey, ask any of them. <laughs> if you align, you align with the moon, baby. And you gonna know when you gonna when you gonna have your cycle. Like it's very powerful, and we're made up of a lot of water. So um, if you look at what happened years in the American Revolution and the Civil Rights War and all of that, we're in that energy. We are brewing in the same cycles of what happened then. So we know that this is a very revolutionary time of that light and dark, and we're seeing it like, oh, what is it? (laughs) So we just know that we're being guided, just like the rotation of the earth is precise to the exact second. Everything is aligned. Now, where we come in, just like TCM teaches traditional Chinese medicine, the more aligned you can be to nature, the more aligned and centered you will be. So what that means for us in our everyday, we're so bombarded by media, by news, by just living in LA. The energy itself is a bathwater of high intensity. So that's why our center looks different than what it did thousands of years ago but we can take what they taught and observed in thousands of years and we can apply it now so that's where the meditation comes in the yoga and the cleansing of our organs and i was thinking do you ever feel like the male ego is at the root of a lot of our cultural problems because i i actually you're making this face like either i'm insane or you're thinking duh (laughs) so i don't know i I mean i was talking to a friend of mine the other night and i think that's potentially why we're here am i crazy to think that or yo okay so (laughs) you're right on okay i like i applaud you like for real for real because Hmm. Ego death, what I call it, like being hit on your ego and being able to say that, you know, I might be wrong, is not easy. You're a male, you know? So for you to say that, that means like you did the work to actually see that and potentially believe that you could be wrong. Yeah. So I feel that you're absolutely right. I feel that our um, movement towards a more patriarchal, ego-centered, driven money status, career, has completely led us astray. So it's not so much men, it's the energy of Mm. masculine only. Yeah. If we were just feminine only, then I wouldn't be good either, you (laughs) know? But I feel like when we are that balance, but feminine led, Mm. that's the kicker. Feminine led. And that's something that we don't really acknowledge or know what that looks like in our society because where you see it the strongest is in the family unit Hmm. as a symbol. We all know like those mamas that hold it down. You know what I'm saying? They're the emotional, they are the physical comfort, They they know the details, they're the organizers. But what is that glue? It's the love. That's what actually holds everything together. And so it is that feminine nurturing leadership that we see in the family units 
they can still be bosses. They can still work, you know, but they have that nurturing, that sustenance. Um, so I feel like that's the glue. So if we were to see that in society, man, what would that look like? I think it would go back to the programming and how we teach people to be. So instead of like, all right, go to school, get a degree, get a job, get a car, get a house, get that Beamer, like, you know, it would be more like, okay, let's, let's look at you individual. What are you good at? What would make you happy? What feeds your soul? What, um, that, that, that energy of creativity and, and those type of things. I feel like if we all had that, we wouldn't be without. We would have mechanics. We would have people to build our houses. We would have cooks. We'd have gardeners. Everyone would just naturally go where they're supposed to be. We would have artists. We'd have theatrics. Like, we'd have everything. You yeah. know? Um, if we were taught to be led by our heart. I think that's sort of one of that's at the heart of my issues with social media and Facebook, and it seems to be promulgating more of this, I'm right, I'm speaking the loudest, um, I am going to call you out. It seems to be this toxic, there's like this toxic energy attached to our phones if we're not careful. And I'm noticing the guys that I'm the best friends with, and I'm only saying I'm just bringing up guys because I think women have this quality innately, the, the, are the ones that are thoughtful, that aren't all about like doing keg stands and weren't always about like, you know, getting the girl. They, you know, we, we actually like are thoughtful about one another and having deeper conversations about life. And of course, I like sports, but after a while, that sort of just isn't interesting. And it feels like Facebook and tech and even the media, uh, it just feels like it's creating a either you're this or you're that. Either you're right or you're wrong. Either you're first or you're last. And I, I don't, and I guess maybe this connects to this sort of male driven, egocentric quality that's sort of just permeating through our world right now. But I, I, it feels like the world that you're trying to create on social media is the complete opposite of what I'm talking about. And, and do you feel like it's possible that social media can, is it mirroring our world or is it amplifying the bad? I, you know, and again, I, and I'm, I promise the question's coming up, but I think individually there are moments and examples where social media and Instagram and Facebook can, you know, create some good, but I can't help but think about the addictive qualities. People are sending more texts than face to face. People are sending more emojis than actually calling somebody. And then I think about like artists in the studio where instead of like recreating a full album, they have to make a song because people's attention spans are so fucked up that they have to sort of like, I don't know. I think about sort of these collective energies happening across the world that I don't think anybody really 
can put their hands on. So what's your relationship with social media and tech? And I mean, I see you're really comfortable. You're very intimate online. And I respect that immensely because I don't think I could do that. So how do you sort of get a handle on what you're comfortable with and what's your relationship with, with social media and Instagram and tech? I, I'm just curious what you're, what you're thinking as I'm saying all this stuff. Yo, I think all that you said was right on. You know, it's such an interesting, complex situation because you can see where it has the unity, like community aspects of it, where we're able to see that we're not alone in certain things. We can watch people's journey of growth for inspiration. We're able to dive into people's uh, beautiful poetic words that, you know, may touch a part of you that you didn't have words for. But then on the other side, it is this dopamine driven (laughs) device that keeps you stuck like this and in a world of your own creation. Yeah. You know, and we all get to choose what that world is going to look like. Um, And I feel like the the unifying aspect of it is that it's not very healthy for someone who's trying to get deeper within themselves. For me personally, um, I see the benefit of it of, for business, for reaching out, for things like this. Uh, it played an integral role of me opening up and, and feeling like I can communicate and I can be received and um, I feel like a messenger is one of the bigger, big qualities of why I'm here. And so it helps me step into that platform for sure. I don't like the way that it makes people feel, yeah. you know, and, and the illusion that it creates. Like we think that everyone has this perfect Instagram worthy life. You know, and everything they do is just bubbles and butterflies. And that keeps us like thinking on the whole other side that we're alone. Yeah. So I don't know where it fits in the new world. I'm asking myself this as well. And I'm also looking at who owns Instagram and Facebook. Like, who are these people behind it? Are they even for what we're trying to create? Yeah. You know, we are using their platform to create and to to build what we want to see. But, yo, does it got to go? Like, (laughs) it will survive. Do we need to make another one? You know, do we really need to talk about the falsities behind even the truth that we're trying to create? And what I mean by that is, like, I may be on Instagram trying to spread my heart and how I feel, but... The picture is portraying that I'm this like perfect thing, you know. Yeah. It's not true. It's like I got my day. We all have our days, and um, I think it's really fun to be super vulnerable and post pictures that uh, aren't perfect and post, you know, things that made you feel shitty and times where you feel shitty and you you need help. Like I love when people post like that. Um. But I don't know if it's going to survive, man. I don't know. I think yeah. these are great questions. <laughs> no, it's good to talk to you about it because, um, you know, I feel like um, a few more questions and I'll let you go. But I, I think you and I, I feel like we take chances 
in different, obviously different avenues and, and arenas. But, you know, when I first met you at Yoga Works, I don't know. I just feel like you kind of saw my journey into just tr- like becoming a yoga teacher and then DJing and then the podcast and like going around LA and doing this and writing a book. And, and I feel like you sort of blossomed and started like doing your own, you had your own business and you like went to school and went further down the world of Reiki and body healing. And I don't know. I think to me, you represent the way I want to live my life. And it's, it's with curiosity and asking questions. And, mm. and I've just really always been a big fan of yours. And I know it sounds like I'm ending the show, but I'm not, but I just, I was just sort of like, I just love the way that you are honest and, and your energy and, and the way that you live your life. And it's, it's not about having the answer and just being honest about, you know, things aren't always so simple and easy, but I'm going to keep asking questions and keep being curious and dive deeper. I think that's the thing about you. It feels like you just want to, you want to keep going in. Right. I don't know. That's, I just feel you think I'm, you're laughing at me. No, it just, it makes me realize that, yo, there is an aspect of me. Uh, that's like a, a glutton for punishment in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but the best kind, because it makes me realize like, yo, we have to be so comfortable with the proverbial death. Hmm. Because in order to be a new, like you have to die to yourself how many times? Yeah. Like during your journey, how many times have you had to overcome like that nagging fear that was like, nah, you can't be a DJ. You're a yoga teacher. Or, you know, it's like, you can't write that book. You, you did these. These are your avenues. You yeah, know? totally. No, like, I, I totally respect that too, because um, that aspect in you of, yo, I want to do this. And I also want to share this way. And I want to share this way. And these are all gifts of mine, this aspects of my personal essence. And I also have the, you're saying like, I have the ability to back that up. That's where the divine masculine really comes into play within someone. Like the feminine can have dreams, but the masculine with you, within you, make sure those dreams happen. love that and it goes to show that you have a a good balance you know you could be creative but then you can like yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so what's what's the future what's the future of your reiki world are you are you able to do it or like how is that going to sort of manifest itself man it's so cool because Reiki is what got me into this whole world. Uh, It was yoga, but then one of my yoga trainings had Reiki certification. And then that opened up everything to me. So I was then drawn to acupuncture, which is a manipulation of energy through herbs and needles. And it's adding on to the energy healing beautifully. So um, I actually just had a session just Mm. now. And it was in this lake uh, in Oklahoma, and it was beautiful. And um, 
I do that on occasion, but my focus is finishing school. And then I want to add in the energy healing aspects with the acupuncture, with the herbs, with the Qigong and meditation, and of course, uh, nutritional-based uh, education. So what I love about acupuncturists is that, yo, not only are they physicians, they're teachers. Hmm. They're teachers. They truly educate. Um, so it's going to be a mixture of all those kind of yummy things that I love, you know, energy healing and all the rest of it. And I was actually thinking about this today and... It sounds so cheesy, I promise you. It's so real, Eddie. Like, I want to be a soul doctor. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So what is a soul? I mean, I'll sign up. You can be my soul doctor. What's a soul doctor? (laughs) Yo, it's somebody, like, I want to help people find their alignment, their light. Hmm. Um, And a big part of that is letting go. Yeah. So um, back to like the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. In order to step into that light, you can't be afraid to step into that dark. And I feel like during my sessions, we're going to be able to like lovingly, um, openly be able to go to those places that you want to go to. You know, the people that like want to go there, that really want to step into their light, that really want to be a DJ and a yoga teacher and an author and they want to live their truth and they want to like live with purpose. And um, I feel like that is for right now. That's how I see it. So we'll see how it grows. (laughs) That's awesome. So I may not be changing souls as soon as I graduate, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) we all we can all have a dream but a goal so i i feel like it another surrender thing yeah the vision and i take those baby steps and then you know i'm led to where i need to be how i need to be timing you know last point and i'll let you go you know it's funny i i want to um i don't want to be um I don't want to put my head underneath the sand. Of course, I think there's problems that exist. Um, I know I can always do better. Um, I want to live in a world, you know, it's weird. Like I live in a block where there's just multi, there's people from all different races, um, black, Hispanic, Asian, gay couples, you know, it just, and everybody seems to be smiling and having a good time. And I say hi to everybody when I work out on the street, you know, everybody's waving and it just, it seems like this pretty great neighborhood that I live in. So, you know, I don't want to just live in denial, but I also feel like, you know, life goes fast and I want to make sure I enjoy myself as much as I can. And, and, you know, I can get caught up and think the world is a terrible place, but I mean, the, I could also die tomorrow from God only knows what. So it's sort of like, I, I, I want to care. And I feel like you're going to, you're almost going to act like a therapist here to sort of put me at ease in the sense that, you know, I, I'm certainly caring and sensitive and I want the world to be a better place, but I also like know that I could die tomorrow and I'm going to, I'm going to try to enjoy myself as much as I can. And that's sort of what was so frustrating about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like the world wants you to, to just stay home and 
put on a mask and think about your fellow human beings. And but meanwhile, like people's depression levels are like going up because everybody's staying home all the time. And and so it's I almost feel like I, I mean, how did how do you navigate that? Or, you know, is there is it almost feels like you can't win. You know, you just you got to like just do your best. That right there. Like realizing we're all trying to do our best. Yeah. We are all trying to do our best. And everyone's best looks different and mm. feels different at different times. Um, so the whole aspect of quarantine and COVID-19, to me, the symbology that pops in is um, the Brahma cave. Wait, say, you, um, say it again. You cut the, out. Say, uh, say it again. The what? The Brahma okay. cave. Like hibernation of the bear. Um, okay. You know, the symbology of going inside the cave of darkness and getting illumination within that darkness. Uh, one thing about our culture is that we are so quick <laughs> to be out and about and doing things and being busy and we don't sit down. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like we don't do that. And COVID made us do that. Hmm. And it is a level of okay to terrify for people, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and we saw what level that was for people and for ourselves. So for anyone that really had difficulty being, being still, myself included, uh, and really sitting down and like looking in those dark places that hadn't had that light shined out, uh, shined on it. <laughs> You know, so I think that that is what COVID and quarantine really gave me. And I think was a good symbology of what the opportunity it gave us yeah. to slow down, look within, and then also to see what matters, what really matters to you. Um, <laughs> well, the, pes the pessimist in me thinks that what matters to people is binge watch as many shows as possible, take as many selfies as possible, and spend ten hours <laughs> and spend ten hours a day on Instagram. But I hope that people have used this time to be doing a little bit more soul searching as you're suggesting. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. I really do. Cause you're right. How many shows are on there on Netflix right now? How many Hulu yeah. series we dip into? You know, but then it goes to show like, okay, how much distraction are you going to give yourself and make sure you keep around you? Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, you could be forced to stay at home and not be around people. But what level of enforcement of, of like shakeup do you need? Uh, to to really sit and do it. So you're right. There's some people that was like, nah, I'm just going to dig into TikTok and learn every dance there is to know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yes. You know, so uh, it's this personal time. It's, it's yeah. like choose your own adventure around here. <laughs> well, Felicia, goddess adorned. Freaking awesome to talk to you. You look like you're doing great. Mm, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's nice to be at home. I'm so happy we got to do this. Um, this is amazing. You're a great mediator. Uh, wonderful. You do such a great job. So I'm 
thankful to being here. Yeah, I'm really happy that we spoke. It was uh, much needed and really, it's funny, but a lot of times these, uh, I haven't been to therapy in a few years, so these these conversations actually serve as my therapy in a weird sort of way. So thank you for being my therapist today. <laughs> I'm going to charge you three fifty. <laughs> That <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I appreciate it. All right. Much love. Likewise, Felicia. Great to see you. I'll talk yes. to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.